what's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know who it is. This is Kevin from the Cool Progression Podcast. Hey, everybody. Happy St. Patrick's Day out there. It is March 17th, and, well, at least it's 2022 now. Not 2020. That's been bad. But before we jump into this podcast, and this one, man, this one actually had me insanely excited after the conversation. Like, whoa! I want to thank our sponsors first, Phoenix Fitness. Yes, the gym is a fun place to be, especially if you're me. You want to get vegan strong like a little yow, just run like crazy, and just have enough stamina so that, you know, with all the crazy shows I'm going to in March, that I am not jumping out of the pit at any given moment. I am in there for the long haul. So, you want to join me in the pit? You want to, you know, achieve those fitness goals? Hit the weights, go do some cardio, all that good kind of stuff. Yeah, go and do that. Absolutely happy for you if you're going to go and do that. But you're going to also want to recover, prepare, and do all that stuff correctly so that you can continue to do it and achieve those fitness goals. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in, different supplements such as different pre-workouts, both stim and stim-free. I use the stim-free stuff because, well, I don't need the gym already crazy enough as it is. They also have different B-Simply recovery compounds for your post-workout stuff so you can, you know, ingest the, uh, I should say, absorb the uh, nutrients best. Uh, creatine help build muscle, protein help build muscle once as well, both AM and PM protein, along with the ever-so-popular immediately after your workout protein, which I use. Also, they have multivitamins. So basically, anything you need to achieve your fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has through our listeners get 15% off. Use the code MSOTDFNXFIT.com. Link description below for the podcast, watch on YouTube, or it's in the description on the audio stream. Also, I want to thank our other sponsor, Custom Debuts. So I know I got to put a poster up there at some point, and I I probably should fill it with a Custom Debuts, and I keep saying that. So what Custom Debuts does is they give you a chance to create any kind of poster you want based on any musical artist. So you give them the artist, say it's Ice Nine Kills, and you give them any album, say it's Welcome to Horrorwood, Silver Scream 2, or any song, let's say it's a grave mistake, and what they'll do is they'll create a custom poster based off of that album or based off of that song for you with the lyrics of that song, with the artwork of that album, with the track, see anything cool to actually make it, you know, have you have a cool poster. And if you don't like, you know, the idea to send you in a proof, you have the ability to basically like, tell them what you want and they'll edit it so that when you're ready to go, you can order what you want and the poster that you want. And you can have it sent to you either on, you know, standard poster paper, a canvas print, or an aluminum print. So you can be the coolest cat in the office, in the garage, in the basement bar, wherever it might be. Make all your music friends envious with a post from Custom Debuts. Our listeners get 10% off. Choose the code CPP10 at checkout. Link description. Thank Custom Debuts. Now, I can talk to Diego from the band Lions at the Gate. Now, Lions at the Gate has a couple members that used to be in Il Nino. And Diego and I got to talk about some stuff that I am really excited we got to talk about. So, the band is taking a long-term approach to their growth. You know, kind of more economic side. So we really get to talk about, you know, the economics and the business side of things when it comes to growing a band, how they're going about it. The idea behind, you know, creating that show that's going to create that positivity because of how positivity is always going to be this foundation to build upon where negativity is a foundation of sand. And also talking about how, you know, negative shows always end up having a lot more of a damaging effect than positive shows have a positive effect. But if you continue to build on those positive shows, then that outweighs the effect going forward. So we talk about a lot of that stuff, a lot of the ideas behind, you know, seeing the music industry as a business, seeing the entertainment industry as a business, seeing being a band as a business. Going forward, also talking about, you know, the music they're coming out with, what they want to do with it. And a little thing about Bed and Nails, their brand new single, and their first show. <gasps> we talk about that too. So let's get going. I want to thank Diego for being on the podcast so you can enjoy it right now. Are you guys ready for Diego from Lines at the Gate? Let's go! 
well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. When it comes to good music, do you know I'm going to keep bringing it for you? Absolutely. And we're just going to keep, keep, keep going into it right now. So please welcome from his car in Los Angeles, California right now. Please welcome Diego <laughs> from the band Lines of the Gate. So Diego, welcome to the Chord Progression Podcast. Wow, well, thank you guys, man. I really appreciate you guys having me. Man, I appreciate having you on. How's everything going up uh, where you're at right now? Because, I mean, I'm looking at the uh, at, like at your car right now. It's like, you know, you're in your car, but like I see the sun out, and I'm just <laughs> thinking, man, it must be warm there. I miss that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Today is a really strange day. It's warm. Um, I mean, it's California, so it's never super cold. But uh, for the past week, it's been pretty chilly for, for our standards. But uh, today was warm, uh, so it's nice to have the sun out and not need a hoodie or a jacket. Understand. I gotta ask, what's what's not warm by your standards? Because I'm gonna hear, I'm just gonna be thinking, oh dear God, why do I live in Wisconsin with this kind of weather? Well, I'm a person who actually enjoys cold weather, so I like it when it starts. This is not gonna be cold for you. I like when it starts getting into the 60s, you know. But uh, if if I'm gonna say something's cold, I mean our evenings dip into the 40s. Uh, so then I'm like, all right, time to put a jacket on, you know, again, forties for you is not that cold either. I'm sure. Well, I mean, it always depends just because like if it's forties and you know, like October, November, because we're just getting out of summer, <laughs> we're used to the warmer weather. It's like, it's colder, but all of a sudden you get to like, I mean, today here when we were recording this in Wisconsin, it was about a high of 45 maybe. And it just okay. felt fantastic, but it's coming out of a week of cold snow, freezing rain, just cloud cover everywhere. It's like today was like the first day the sun's been out in over a week. So it's just like, yeah. oh, I forgot about this. This is nice. <laughs> we, we had a little bit of rain last week, but nothing crazy. It was real light sprinkle, really. Nothing, nothing crazy. But you know what? Why do we keep talking about the weather? That just seems like, you know, like a too casual <laughs> conversation. It's always a good way to start out. But I'm just like talking about the weather. What yeah, the heck are we actually do everybody here? loves talking about the weather. Yeah, especially if it gets, you know, crazy to all of a sudden the point where, you know, you're you're sitting in, you know, negative four degree weather in your car, just like, I still got to go to work today. Well, everybody, everybody always thinks that they have the best weather or the worst weather. So it's kind of easy to talk about. I'll put it this way. If when it comes to Wisconsin for me, just give me like, you know, April, May and October. I'm almost like, ooh, now that is nice because it's always like, you know, 50s, maybe get into the 60s over there. Not too hot, not too cold. And then, of course, you know, summer rolls around. If it's not humid out, get those outdoor concerts going. And it's just, man, it's a lot of fun. Just I'm like, man. Yeah. So I'm kind of missing summer right now. <laughs> we all we all miss the cold when it's hot and the hot when it's cold. So I think even though I'm not a big, I, I don't like the heat. I don't do too well in it. Uh, I'm ready for it to start getting nice and sunny out. So with that being said, like, can we expect, especially, you know, as we're gear going into like spring, we're going to be getting into summer as well with lines of the gate. Can we assume that you guys are potentially going to be going out on the road sometime in the next, you know, couple of months to potentially play some shows and just, you know, potentially give us a chance to see you guys play live since, you know, the pandemic happened and, you know, <clears throat> everything went haywire. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely topics of conversations that we're, we're having. I, I always tell people, I know it seems like uh, we're kind of just like up in the air winging it, but on the backside of things, the stuff that no one gets to see or hear. Yeah. We're, we're definitely having these, these conversations regularly. Uh, we've, we've been offered a couple opportunities that we're kind of checking out and uh, I, I can guarantee we'll play shows this year for sure. Um, I don't know with who yet, obviously uh, we're just kind of like strategizing. You know, everything about Lines at the Gate and how it's come out and progressed has been very strategic and planned out. 
Uh, and of course, the plan changes as time goes along. Uh, you know, we started off doing this uh, on our own, then and quickly uh, rolled in management. And now, you know, with management, uh, Jonathan King at Shelter Group, uh, you know, everything is definitely strategic and planned. And there's a reason for the way we do everything, basically. Well, I mean, you guys have been doing this. Well, I mean, as individuals, as musicians, for a couple of guys, you know, coming from Il Nino, you guys have been doing this for a quite a long time. And, you know, starting up with Lions at the Gate, you guys have the knowledge. You guys have the, you know, just everything around there to be able to do what you want with this and also hit it as strategically as possible with that kind yeah. of knowledge. So all of a sudden, when it comes to releasing new music, especially with, you know, from when you guys started out till now, releasing music is totally different with how prominent streaming platforms are, how much bigger the internet is. I mean, every day it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and more prominent in the music scene, along with, you know, pop culture, the rest of the world. And then when it comes to touring as well, one other conversation I have with a couple other bands is just when it comes to touring and when it comes to just being able to, you know, see the streaming numbers and being able to see, you know, where people have been listening to your music, you're the better strategize on places to go on these tours so that you're yeah. hitting the people that are really listening to your music a lot more and not just guessing where, you know, maybe going somewhere like, you know, Sioux, like Sioux Falls, South Dakota might not, you might think about it, but maybe, you know, the numbers are suggesting that going to, you know, uh, Grant, I'm trying to think, uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa might be the better play. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a business owner slash entrepreneur, you know, so to me, uh, data is extremely important, you know, and music business is no different than any other kind of business. And, you know, we're very, um, encouraged by our data. I look at it every single day. So yeah, things like what you're saying, um, you know, where we might be more popular, you know, in some respects, you know, those types of things do come into action uh you know but i'm i'm very encouraged by our, our data so far and uh again that that in, entails with uh why we we strategize things the way we do and you know we're looking at where we're strong where we're weak how can we bring up our our lower numbers and you know what what markets out there do we need to you know focus on and you know it's all a it's all a numbers game uh, you know, I always tell people it doesn't matter if you're, doesn't matter if you're selling cupcakes, you know, cars or, or music, you know, the data is going to be the same for any industry and it tells you where to go. And being able to respect that data and being able to interpret, read it and understand it, especially yeah. not only as a business owner on your end, as an entrepreneur on your end, but also as a musician, member of Lines of the Gate, really encompassing everything in there. It does give you guys advantage over other bands that might not necessarily be using that to their advantage as much. Yeah. Just because you have the mindset around there, you have the knowledge around there, and you already have the pedigree behind it from other ventures that you're working with. So when it comes to strategizing on <laughs> where to go and potentially, you know, you said you're offered a couple of different tours, being able to take a look at those tours, seeing where they're going to be played and seeing, you know, taking a look at all that data and understanding, you know, what might be the best for you or might be the best opportunity that you're not necessarily hitting and how can you hit that. There's a lot going into play there, but it gives you so much more of a clear picture on what would be the best possible way for you guys to go out on tour, for you guys to release music and for you to get lines to the gate to get from the point where you're at now, starting out in 2022 with, you know, two singles out there to the point all of a sudden, you know, end of 2022, maybe a couple more songs and maybe I'm who knows, but yeah. another tour behind you guys and just a lot more of a fan base than you guys have had, you know, starting out there. Just the growth, you have the knowledge behind there. It's all about capitalizing on that knowledge and making it so that you end up seeing that growth over time. Yeah, totally. I mean, if, if you're in a business or in a band and you're not paying attention to your, your data, 
Uh, you're, you're basically pissing into the wind. You know, you're not doing things the, the smartest way possible. Uh, the, the numbers dictate where to go. It's like a map, you know. So um, to, to be able to thankfully understand that kind of data and those metrics, you know, um, we're, we're definitely planning on certain things. And like I said, with, with uh, shows and stuff like that, a lot of people think, oh, you know, bands should just go out and grab like the highest paying gigs there are. That might not necessarily be, you know, the way to go. I mean, everybody wants to make money, sure. But, you know, I, I'm a, a long-term thinker and I look at things past the short term. You know, if you're going to be a, a short-term guy, like you're going to be constantly chasing dollars. You know, I don't look, I like to look past the trees, past the forest to see, you know, where we can be beyond that. Um, you know, so it might be that we go out with, you know, some quote, you know, smaller end bands or, or whatever, you know, I mean, every band wants to be on tour with the big bands, but, you know, in respect to our situation where we're at, that might not be our smartest choice. You know, um, would we do those tours? I mean, of course we would love to uh, do those tours, but there's a certain time and place when and we know that it'll be the right time. And, you know, I'm not the only one that comes up with uh, when the right time. It's like, we, we listen to a lot of people who are a lot smarter than myself, you know, management team, our booking agents, uh, you know, we like to definitely get the phone going and, and, you know, look at the pros and cons of every situation and, and come up with the best form of action. Absolutely. There's one thing you said in there that really stuck out to me, especially with my mindset and with me when I was in college, I studied economics and it was all about long-term growth. Like that was my whole entire thing that I studied yeah. for like three and a half years. So when you started talking about focusing on the long-term versus the short-term, I mean, my brain just went like, oh, this is awesome. I mean, it, yeah, it's totally true. You know, I wish I would have paid more attention to those classes because it would have saved me a lot of trouble, you know, <laughs> but uh, I've always just, I can't say I've always, I've, I've learned over time um, that when you're, when you're just focused on the short term, like you don't get anywhere. It's, it's the sexy decision. Let's go do that right now. You know, it's what you think is, you know, you're, you're thinking with your ego really when you should be slowing the process down and looking at the bigger picture. You know, I want to be on tour. I want to be out with the big bands. I want to see my friends, but I, I have to respect the process because it's a proven process, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, take a look at a lot of the different things you're seeing, especially in pop culture, social media, where a lot of people that are in that, you know, entrepreneurship mindset where they just want to make that quick cash on okay, that quick dollar and they want to just get rich quick in a way. You saw, yeah. I mean, you saw a lot with NFTs, you saw a lot with cryptocurrency, with a lot of different things that are out there. And what you're seeing is just everyone's trying to go after that quick, 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 because like you said, it's yeah. a sexy decision. It's cool. It's what's hip. It's what's now and all that good stuff. Yeah. But when if you keep constantly going after, you know, the next big thing, you're constantly trying to go after that thing really quickly. You're always going to end up being chasing something and you're never going to end up having that sustainability to grow over the long term. If you're going to end up finding something where, OK, you get the plan put in place and you're focused on long term growth. It's not nearly as sexy as, you know, the short, quick, little, cool thing and trying to get the most amount of money in the quickest amount of time. But what ends up happening is, especially, you know, we've seen this over the course of any, if you study economics, finance, anything, time and consistency when it comes to, you know, investing, growth, whatever it might be, yeah. the exponential component behind that just increases your value over and over and over again. And when it comes to music as well, especially with you guys, you know, 
working and constantly looking at the long-term plan, you know, maybe going on a smaller run with some bands that are smaller as well as, you know, where you compare me where you guys are right now might not be, you know, like the sexiest decision out there, but it helps you guys build on a certain base to the point where all of a sudden what happens if one of those huge major bands yeah. wants to take you guys out on tour. And now you have this like really strong established fan base on the back end because of yeah. what you did in the forefront. What's going to happen is, you know, you're going to go on these tours and all of a sudden you're going to see people at these large tours that are going to end up wearing like lines of the gate shirts all over the place. And you guys are going to go up on stage and instead of having, you know, the place be, you know, maybe a quarter half full, that place is already 80, 90% full just for you guys when you guys go on stage because hell, everyone wants to see lines of the gate as well. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're building a foundation, you know, and, and it's got to be a strong foundation and we can't rely on what we've done in the past. You know, this is you know, an all new thing. We've completely, everyone assumed we were going to go this way and we went the opposite way, you know, and it's, it's approved. It's so far it has proved itself to be the right decision. Um, You know, and not to say that we're not respecting what we did in the past, but I think that uh, if we were to solely rely on that, we would only be just fooling ourselves. So, you know, in in terms of long-term growth, like, creating a stronger foundation is much more important than jumping on you know, a sexy tour or, or doing shows right away. You know, I would, like I said, I'd love to be doing shows, but um, it just isn't the right or hasn't been the right time. I should say. Um, yeah. It's everything's long-term, 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 bigger picture, bigger picture. Uh, I mean, coming from an economic standpoint, you totally, you totally get it. You're speaking the language. That, uh, I like to hear. So uh, these kinds of conversations are always fun. Yeah, it's it's not me speaking it because it's what you like to hear. It's me speaking <clears> it because <throat> I study this stuff. And we, when it comes to the podcast as well, I kind of I looked at it as a long term thing where, yeah, I knew I wasn't going to, you know, potentially get to the Joe Rogan level or like the state of the scene level like yeah. that. I knew I was going to have to build up on it. And I wasn't going to get to the, some of the bands that I wanted to get to when I started out. So I was slowly build that up, just start out at the Start out like basically at the bottom and start working yeah. my way up there. Do I still have other? Do I still have a place I want to go? Absolutely. There's still bands I want to hit that I get messages back like, "Oh no, not big enough yet." But I just take a look at it. I write it on a list. I have it a pace of I have like a list above my desk, and it's bands. It's like you know, I totally understand where they're coming from. I get it, but yeah. I keep it up there as motivation. So when that day comes where it's like, okay, you know, it gets to that point where it's like, yeah, these like, can we can I get them on? They're like, yeah, do you want to have them on? I'm not going to say no because they said I wasn't big enough earlier. No, I want him on. It's just using it as yeah. motivation right now. One thing yeah. I do want to ask you is when you said that you had people that were expecting you to go this way with the band, but then all of a sudden when you grew, you were going the other way. What was the way that people were expect that it was kind of expected for you guys to grow this thing and really take off on, on it? What was that expected way versus the long-term growth rate that you're working with right now? Well, I, I think everybody expected us to just do Latin metal again. You know, and even when we came out, you know, people before this first song, Not Even Human, came out, people were assuming, like, oh man, I can't wait to hear the Spanish guitars and the percussion, blah, blah, blah. Is there going to be asking questions? Like, will there be Spanish on this record? You know, and we just decided not to go down that road. We'd already done it. So why, why do it all over again? You know, there's new territories to conquer, per se. You know, so, I mean, even now, like, we still get comments and, and fans reaching out, like, this would sound better if we had percussion on it. Go back to your roots. And I'm like, the best thing about not doing that is if I want to do it, I can. 
because I'm looking at it as music. And if I want to add a tambourine into it, I'm going to add a tambourine. If I want to put, you know, nylon string guitars on it, I'm going to put it in there. I'm going to use every color of the palette I can to paint my masterpiece, you know. And if I don't want to use this color or that sound, I'm not going to. I want to go with what the song calls for and where I can push the music, you know, because for us to be stuck just doing the same thing and that's, you know, why, why would we want to do that? All respect to what we did in the past and we love what we did in the past, but there's just, you know, new things to accomplish and, and new places to go. So now that makes a lot more sense after hearing that, just because when it comes to music, it's it's always going to be about what you guys want to produce, especially as artists. Yeah. That's, the, that's the core of it, because if you guys were just going to produce stuff that everyone wanted and you guys weren't, you know, enjoying it, we might get one record or two before you guys said, you know what, screw this. We ain't having any fun yeah. with this. And all of a sudden, where do we get anywhere with there? I've said the same thing about like asking Alexandra of their last three records. I'm not the biggest fan of their last three records, but I've seen them talk about and say that this is the music they want. They associate with now they want to make now. And even though I'm not the biggest fan of it, I'd rather have them make the music that they want to make than make one album that I like. And then all of a sudden call it quits because then they're not going to be happy. No, let, let them do what they want to do. There's people that like it, let them run with it. And if you don't like it, there's always the old stuff you can go back to with you guys. There's always the stuff that you guys did in the past that you can go back to. Yeah. But the new stuff, though, I mean, you can bring some of that stuff with the roots in. But like you said, I love what you said about because you're going to only do it if the situation calls or if the song is calling yeah. for it, if that's what's needed on that song to make the song sound the way you want to sound and make the message and the meaning of that song come across the way you need it to come across. Exactly. You know, you're not going to pull, you know, like a, I, I love that metaphor of the, the, the artist is you're not going to pull colors off his palette for him to paint the picture that he envisions. You know, you're not going to tell the chef he can't use this ingredient, you know, let the creator create. And, you know, that's why we decided to do the things that we're doing. And it's very liberating. You know, we don't have to follow, a, you know, a, an outline the whole time, you know, we're having a great time and, you know, a lot of people can get stuck into a band and they like this record the most. And that's what they want that band to sound like all the time. But I mean, that's like eating the same meal every single time, you know, you, eventually you're going to get sick of it. And if a band doesn't grow, sure. It might not be the growth that you as a fan, like the band doesn't grow. Where are they going to go? They're just writing the same song over and over again, which is funny because you'll hear that from the same fans that don't want their bands to change. Like, Oh Yeah. It's record number four. It sounds like record number two. Sound, sounds like record number three. You know, so it's like as the musician, as the creator, we're kind of like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because you, you want to hear the old stuff, but then when we play the old stuff, you want to hear something new. But we play the new stuff and you want to hear the old stuff. So, you know, it, it's that vicious cycle that we all fall into. It, it really is. I mean, coming from the fans perspective as well, there's some bands where it's like, I listen to some of the stuff that's newer for them. And I'm just like, you know what? I, I like, it's just not necessarily what's getting, what's hitting for me, but if it's what's not hitting for me, I can always go back to the older stuff and listen to that and enjoy yeah. that. And there's, I mean, with the way the world is now with how easy discovery is for bands, like, I mean, you can just talk, you can ask questions online, go to different, like, you know, Facebook groups, ask questions on Twitter, just go to different, like just search them on Spotify there's going to be a lot of bands that are making that sound that you're looking for that are younger, that are hungry, that you could easily get into and expand yeah. your musical horizons that way. 
but you know, let basically let the artists create, let them do their own thing. And all of a sudden, yeah. what you're going to see is you're going to see this evolution of a band that could potentially go from, you know, if they want to stick in with this one specific genre, this one specific type, and they're really good at it. And that's what they like to do. Then fine. That's what, if that's what they want to do, if that's what they can do, or you can get someone yeah. like use bring me the horizon example and just seeing how they've transformed from, you know, count your blessings to all of a sudden collaborating with Ed Sheeran. It's like, okay, you're seeing all this go through, but I mean, I really was really getting into the band through all of a sudden it's like, okay, listen, kind of blessings. Okay. You know, it's just not necessarily my style. All of a sudden, you know, suicide seasons getting into that more separaternal. That's the spirit. I'm on like, okay, I'm out. That's just not for me. Post <laughs> sure. survival horror comes in. I'm like, now I'm back in. And it's just, yeah. you know what? There's, uh, there's stuff that you like. There's stuff that you don't like, but as a fan, just always remember that if the, if you like a band and they change their sound, you can always go back to the older stuff. You can always find other bands that are there. I do understand the damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of aspect of it, but it's also kind of like as, you know, always do what you want to do as an artist. That's kind of the main point for, and that's for anybody. Always do what you want to do as an artist because you're the one that's making this, you're the one that's creating, you're the one that's trying to put this message of sound across, put it the way that you want it to come across. Don't follow suit with some like super rigid outline that you have to follow because that's what the fans want or that's what you know yeah. a certain subgroup of fans want. Just do what you want because that's going to come across as a lot more genuine and it's going to have a lot more of this, you know, passion and power behind it. Cause like, I, like I said, with the asking Alexander stuff, if they made another record, like stand up and scream might be a good record, but then they might completely disband after that because they might not want to do it. No, keep doing what you guys want to do because we'd rather have you guys, any artist, make the music that they want to make and be happy making it than make than force them to make something that we want to have and be miserable. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and for a band and, and in, in any genre to be writing, uh, you know, music that they think their fans want to hear. I mean, that's just going to get so tiresome and you're basically guessing, you know, like, well, the, the fans want to hear this. The fans want to hear that. Well, how do we know? You know, trends change. People change. People grow up. People grow out of their musical tastes. You know, you look at a band like uh, like uh, Papa Roach is a great example. You know, that that first album was a banger. Everybody loved it. They blew up. The second record was okay. Third record, they changed their sound. They were still Papa Roach. They're still writing great music. They're still that essence of Papa Roach. But look at every record after that. You know, they, they've kept their essence. I don't want to say that every record after that, they recreated their sound. But they've gradually matured and grown. But because they still have what makes them Papa Roach, you know, those albums have been great. You know, to this day, I mean, look how long their career has been. That's that's a really successful band to be around for so long, you know. And we might not think of it as that long because we think of it as just the other day that they came out. But wow, man, that, that's like 20 years, you know, grinding away. And look at Corn, 30 years. It's crazy to say Corn's been around for 30 years. But, you know, if if a band doesn't push those boundaries and take risks and the fans might not like it, well, you know, are they going to play as Papa Rose can play last resort, you know, 10 times in the same night? You know, some people might might want that, but, <laughs> you know, and also from the artistic point of view, like, I don't want to do the same thing over and over again. You know, it's no, it's no longer fun. I want to create as artists. We all want to create. So that's the challenge that that we put on ourselves, and like I said, not replicating what we had, what we did in the past. It, it liberates us to create even more, and that's one thing that I'm super stoked about 
uh, about lion stuff is that their stuff that people are going to be like scratching their heads like you guys really pulled that off didn't you and i'm like yeah we did we have no rules you know i want to put a tambourine in it i'll put a tambourine <laughs> in it you know that's not a metal instrument i don't care you know i i'm so stoked for people to hear it and just to hear the elements that we used you know it's uh i'm very proud of it that's what i can say Dude, you're making me excited to hear more of your new music. And when you're talking about, you know, bands that have kind of, you know, evolved their sound and evolved what they have and grown with their sound, but also keeping it to their cores themselves, Corn and Papa Roach are two fantastic examples because, I mean, you're not going to get Freak on a Leash from Corn again in 2022. No. But the album they came out with this year, does it sound like anything from the 90s? I mean, it's going to have the Corn essence to it. But it yeah. has evolved. It has matured over time. And that album was received incredibly well. My, myself, I'm a little bit more in a Papa Roach. So when it came like the initial album that came out with, I think it was Infest. Yeah, you, you had, you know, Angel and Deems on there. You had Last Resort on there. And it was fantastic. And all of a sudden, you know, they go to the next one. It's like, you know, it's a lot of the same stuff feel. But all of a sudden, I think it was the Paramore Sessions came out. And there was a little bit more of an evolution there. So it was fresh yeah. again. Then they kind of kept, were on that for a little bit. All of a sudden, 2015 comes around, Face Everything and Rise or Fear. That album comes out, and I was listening. I'm just like, what the hell did Papa Roach do? Because this is different, but it also feels like Papa Roach. But it was just as good. as in, I think that might have been their best album, in my opinion. And then they kept going that with Crooked Teeth. And now it's like, I'm waiting to see what they come out with, like, if they come out with a new album this year. I'm waiting to see what it's like, because I know it's going to be, like, the fourth iteration of Papa Roach, like, the fourth evolution. I don't know what it yeah. is, but they're on a headlining tour with uh, Bad Wolves and Hollywood Undead throughout March. I'm just looking at it thinking, and they're headlining that. I was like, yeah, they're still kicking. They're still going. I'm kind of mad I've only seen them twice in my lifetime. Like, I got to <laughs> see them more, because Jacoby yeah. Shaddix on stage, not going to lie, is his erratic movements are so much fun to watch. Totally, totally, man. I mean, and that's you know, up to the band members. And you better put on a, a, a great live show because if you're just going to stand there and play your instruments, well, I can watch that on YouTube. You know, you go to a show <laughs> yeah. for the experience. You go to a show to be entertained. Uh, I'm not a fan of, of bands that just stand up there and play their instruments because I could be doing better stuff in my time. I'll put you on my ears and, and listen to you, you know. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm not going to name bands that, that I've seen do that just because there have been bands I've seen play that live, like just, at, you know, stand and just <laughs> it's it's the energy just isn't the same. But it's like you get a band that I've seen bands, you know, they'll just play. There's been seen like the stage setting is not, you know, the most insane stage setting, but the guys are always moving around doing something. And even with me and, you know, guy that's always going to be in the mosh pit for every single song can possibly be in there for even if you're up on stage moving around the pit going nuts like and I'm in the pit going nuts like this is going to be fun and everyone's going to have a good time. Um, another good example for that with metalcore ice nine kills seeing their show on stage is just like all the horror stuff. That's all in like induced in there. I went from not knowing that band seeing a live show. I'm like, I got captivated by that one live performance, like yeah. none other. And now every time I get a chance to go see him play live, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm skipping everything that else I have going on. I'm going like, that's how strong a live performance can be. So now I'm going to ask you guys on there, you specifically on this <laughs> one, when it comes to what you guys, you know, you guys are working on different tour packages that you guys have been offered strategizing on what you want to do when it comes to that live show setting, what do you guys have planned right now or are working on? Because I don't want to give too much away potentially sure, yeah. to have that time where, you know, people are going to go to your live show, watch it and just be captivated by the performance and really get in the lines of the gate from that live show. I mean, we're first and foremost, we're definitely making sure that our sound is on point. 
you know, I'm a big believer in, in the, the show experience being better than the album experience. Uh, again, if I'm going to go see you play, I, I want to be entertained. I want you to sound better than on the, the CD or the streaming, you know. Um, so first and foremost is our audio. And I think that we got that pretty dialed in. As far as live show, I mean, that also is very uh, dependent on on who and where we're playing, the the size of the venue. You know, we're a brand new band, so we're not going to jump out on headliners, obviously. So we have to respect who the headliners will be and what we're allowed to put out on stage. You know, they're not going to allow us to come out on stage with, you know, walls of cabinets and strobes and, and lasers and stuff like that. So, you know, we'll take it a situational basis uh, at, at a time. But uh, I mean, we definitely want to we definitely want to have a, a visual experience as well as the audio experience. That That's really, about all I can say. <laughs> fair, fair, fair enough. But talk, you know, going back to the first part of the conversation, talking about your long term growth strategy for the band that does fit in line with a lot of it as well, because if I'm going to go and see you live and all of a sudden, you know, the sound quality is fantastic. I'm going to get into it a little bit more just because now I can really feel what's going on. I can feel more of that music just coming into me because yeah. I've seen shows where, you know, the sound quality has not been the best and it's more distracting as an audience member than anything else. So if you guys got your sound on point, I mean, you, that that's one huge battle that's won right there. But the other thing you said too, is being able to adapt to the situation that you're in, the size of the stage, the size of the venue, how many people are there and how the people in the crowd are interacting when you guys are up on stage, how to work with that and how to really understand that. That's going to take you guys incredibly far just because if the crowd is, you know, potentially a little bit more wary, a little bit more, you know, rigid in a way, you guys are able to potentially work with that and Maybe all of a sudden, you know, you guys are able to do something crazy on guitar and all of a sudden people are going to be focused in on that. And yeah. holy shit, that's cool. I mean, I've, I saw a live show this past Saturday with two bands that really didn't know who they were. Like, because uh, one of the bands that was on uh, tour, I've had them on the podcast for, so I wanted to go see them play live. The band that went on after, I'm like, okay, I just want to see what's going on. The guitarist was fantastic. So I was just looking at the guy who was like, how the hell are you doing that, man? And I was just like, it yeah. sticks out in my brain. as like, I want to go and see them again because that was pretty cool. The headlining band, I mean, the it was the thing that stuck out to me was that they turned down the lights and the drummer had these like gl you know these glowing drumsticks. Did a whole entire solo, but it's just being able to see just all of a sudden the glowing sticks just go back and forth, create these crazy patterns through the darkness. I mean, that was just something that just stuck out. Like I can't believe that it actually happened, and it wasn't yeah. a room of maybe fifty people. So I'm just like, <gasps> if there's anything to stick out in that moment, that's it. And also with your long experience in the music industry as well and playing shows, you understand what it's like to be able to adapt on the fly and adapt in those situations. So you're set up for success, especially with that long-term strategy, with the audio being on point as well. You're set up for success right there. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and I like to look at it like this as well. And again, it just goes back to business in general. It's like you're trying to convince somebody to hand over their hard-earned money to you what are you going to offer them in return? Why should someone give you their money? You know, so you have to give them something of value. You have to give them something they're going to remember. Again, if, if we're just that band that goes on stage and plays the songs, you're not going to go home and talk about it. You know, like you just said, you know, there's 50 people in the, in the club and you remember the drummer with the sticks. Like that is such a simple little cool thing, but you remember it and you spoke about it and you probably told a few people about it. 
well, those few people are going to remember and they're going to say, hey, that band, uh, let me go check them out. Little things like that, you know, consider it part of the the customer journey, the customer experience, you know, or in this case, the fan experience. You know, you want to get people to talk. You want to get people to to remember you, you know, and, and maybe maybe the uh, the show was not as good, but you remember that you still spoke about it, you know. So for bands to find cool little things like that, that really doesn't even cost anything, you know, oh. it's it's, uh, you know, a step in the right direction. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For them, Because even after the show as well, like, I mean, there weren't there were some people hanging out afterwards because it was a smaller venue. I went up and just were, was talking to the band and it was just I was it, it was that was one thing that stuck out to me. So I was talking for a little bit, asked them for their like press contact information that when they're done with the tour, because it was like the fourth day of the whole entire tour. I'm like, once you guys are done with the tour, I'll give it a week. I'll message you guys and we'll get you guys on the podcast. We'll go from there. It's just like that was the thing that stuck out to me. That was the thing that sold me on bringing them out of the podcast. And it was through, they played maybe 10, 11 songs that night. This was after song number three that they did this. So I was capped, like I was, I was into the show already, but that just had me even more like invested into it, invested in the experience after that drum solo moment. So, and again, you guys understand this perfectly where from a business standpoint, because it is the music business, it's the entertainment business. If, if if the customer is going to give you your harder money and you you got you're going to want to give them something in return for the value of that ticket and yeah. if all of a sudden we come back and we feel like we got more value than we paid for we're going to have that positive experience we're going to have that positive memory and we're going to talk positively about your band we're going to talk positively about lines again we're going to go and tell our friends all about this stuff but on the other side of it when other bands that I've seen where you know I've paid a good deal of money and I felt like I've gotten gypped it's yeah. I haven't really I like. I mean, I'll talk about it with my friends on the podcast. I won't name names, but if I have a chance, you know, like, oh, you know, that band's playing this like spot at a festival that I'm at, but there's a small, much smaller band on a different stage. I'm going to go check out that smaller band because I really didn't get that, you know, cool feeling from you. And this smaller band might be playing on something with a great sound that in something killer on stage that I'm not even expecting. So why not go check them out? Like my mind might be working that way. So all of a sudden it kind of also brings back this feeling of, you know, Return on investment also brings people to keep coming back if they feel like, you know, what they're paying for. They got that value in return and then some. Yeah, and more often than not, people will talk about a bad experience more than they will talk about a good experience. So if, you know, so-and-so band sucks, you're going to tell everybody, man, that band was that band sucked today. They were terrible. I can't believe I paid money for this. Not only that, you're going to go on socials and, and say it. So your your reach just expanded, you know, whereas if, if you said, oh, man, they were great, blah, 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 you're going to tell like one or two or three people. You're going to still probably go on your socials, but not as frequently as people, for some reason, like to be more negative, especially on socials, you know, than they are positive. You know, they want to talk about why that entertainer sucked. You know, people like to tear people down for some reason. Uh, whereas if the, the entertainer did well, you know, we're not as excited to talk about it. We'll just talk about it real quickly and passing it's gone. Yeah, that is, it, it's a weird thing to say, but also that's kind of human nature. Cause if you're going through yeah. certain things, it's like, you're going to focus more on the negatives than the positives of any situation of where everything could be going right in a certain day. But one little thing could trip you up for maybe 10 seconds. Maybe it was an yeah. email that you got from your boss or something where something didn't go right and now you got to redo a project that's going to take you an hour. 
And all of a sudden you're focused on that negative when all of a sudden maybe something incredibly positive happened that day. Maybe it's your birthday. Maybe, you know, you're going to a concert that night, but you're going to be still focusing on that negative thing. And it does reverberate as well, because if you have that negative experience, people go out and talk about that because it kind of, they feel like it maybe gives them power in a way. It's like, oh, it's a negative experience. I want to talk about yeah. this. And especially with an artist that, you know, maybe they don't like, they feel a bit more vindictive around and they feel like they're going to go and attack that. But if it's a great <laughs> experience, you know, they're not necessarily talking about as much. I've had a more, I've had a more, you know, greater experiences than, you know, negative experiences when it comes to going to concerts, especially with the amount that I go to. And it's like the ones that just absolutely blew my mind. I talk about as much, maybe more so than some of the negative ones, but all of a sudden you bring the negative ones up and something just clicks in your brain. It's just like, you're focused in on that. So it's just a weird human nature thing. I really don't understand what yeah. it is. Some sort of conditioning that we've all been, you know, brought up with and you know how uh, you know maybe we should challenge ourselves and each other to to turn that around because i mean you look at uh i hate to bring up the news you know you look at the news and everything is negative you know and they, they leave the uh the good stories for the very end when no one's paying attention you know so maybe if we just demand better of ourselves first and foremost and then spread better we can help change that little by little you know, Diego, you're absolutely right on that. Just because, especially with, I'm not, I'm not going to use this going, but let's basically take a look at news ever since, let's go with ever since 2015. Pretty yeah. much just as like, as like a starting point. I mean, it's happened way earlier than that, but starting with 2015, anytime you look at the news, it's always negative about something political, something economical, you know, everything that happened with uh, the pandemic. It's always, it was always doom and gloom and negative every step of the way. And a lot of the great positivity that had been happening got put on the back burner and just left. And all of a sudden, you know, they might talk about the last five minutes of the news. But by that yeah. time, you know, you, you you went through all the doom and gloom and then weather and you're kind of done with it. So because you don't want to deal with the doom and gloom anymore. <clears throat> I mean, take a look at especially with music. All of a sudden, you know, t the pandemic hit and, you know, concerts went away and people were just like, you know, freaking out because all of a sudden no one knew when live shows were going to come back, myself included. All of a sudden live shows come back and I've seen people kind of be all, you know, still doom and gloom about it where it's like, oh, they're, oh, it's like, oh, you know, I don't want to go to the show or it's like, oh, I just don't feel like it. But we were waiting for this stuff. So all of a sudden I was going as many as possible and just enjoying it and just getting the positive experience back once again. So focusing on the positive and I mean, I maybe saw maybe I would say one bad show. And I haven't really talked about it that much, but it's like all the positive shows that I saw, it's just like, I want to talk about those because my God, those were so much fun to be at. And it was just felt so fantastic after like a whole year, year and a half of missing out yeah. on stuff, just to get back out there, be in the crowd and basically, you know, have someone potentially throw their shoulder into me, me throw their, my shoulder into them, knock them to the ground, pick them back up because that's the rules of the pits. You, somebody yeah. falls down, you pick them right back up and everyone has a great time. Once again, hell, there's sometimes security guards even like stood around the pit and they're like, we're just making sure it doesn't get out of hand. Like, so what are you guys going to yeah, do? Yeah, of course. We're going to be the wall. So all of a sudden people came back. They were throwing people <laughs> back. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Like, this is great. Yeah. It's like, focus on and the positives. All, all of us are, are very happy to have that outlet back. You know, musicians are happy to be back on stage. Fans are happy to be back in the pit, back in the, in the venues. You know, I knew that, I mean, music, live music is never going to go away. It's a it's a it's a major outlet for so many of us. So it it was just a matter of time, like you know, not not to even dive into anything slightly political, but you know, it was just a matter of time, you know. And obviously, just go online right now. The amount of shows that are coming into your 
area are insane. They're like, do we even have this much money to go all all these shows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm in that boat right now where it's like all throughout March. I think I have eight or nine shows I'm going to in March alone, and uh, there's a good deal of them. Where the reason I'm going to them is because I've had bands on the podcast that are playing those shows. It's the first time I get to actually see them live. And I'm not going to miss out on that opportunity to actually go see them live. And then after the show, you know, I actually get to meet them in person and not just over a Zoom call and be like, hey, guys, how's it going? But then all yeah. of a sudden, you know, another band goes on. I'm like, okay, see so you guys. I'm going to the pit. I'll, you know, probably see you later. And never know what happens after that because all of a sudden the pit gets going, crowd gets going. I'm just like, I'm just having too much fun at that point. But and even for me, I'm like, do I have enough money to do this? But then I always remember back to 2020. I'm like, I saved up for this. Like, I've been waiting for this. And yeah. I remember what 2020 was like. I remember the feeling of not having this stuff. I remember the feeling that negativity, that doom and gloom feel. And whenever I go to a show, positivity just radiates from that. Why would I want to go back from that? Even for shows that I have to travel, you know, an hour and a half to two hours for. Hell, there's shows that are going to be in Chicago, so I'm like, Chicago on like a Tuesday or something. And I'm like, well, how the hell am I going to make it down there? I don't know. I'm making it down there somehow, so I'll figure it out later. Yeah. But buy the ticket first, figure it out second. Yeah, <laughs> take a chance. Pretty much, yeah. So another question for you when it comes to like you know just get like getting back to see like live shows, well, because I know you guys are working on stuff. Have you been able to actually go out and like see some of these live shows and get that experience back? As like just from a fan's perspective, just from like they you know a music lover's perspective. Um. Yeah, I, I've been to a few shows. I mean, even friends, obviously. So. Uh, I haven't gone to to a ton, but I, I have gone to a few, and I'm I'm also glad to to get back out there. And being in in Orange County, LA area, I'm like everything is coming by. And these next few weeks, like there's a bunch of freaking shows coming by. Uh, I think uh, uh, Bad Wolves and Papa Roach is going to be in a couple days. Um, uh, Seven Dust and Tetrarch is coming, and then uh, Cannibal Corpse is coming. You know, so like. I don't even have time to go to all of these shows. Like I'm trying to make time and uh, you know, they're all friends and stuff. So I'd like to go see my friends. I haven't seen them in years. <laughs> and I mean, if you have the time, you have the ability to do it. I mean, from my perspective, I say go do it because it's going to be happy. It's going to be positive. You get to see your friends once again and you know, yeah. just get that feeling going once again, all of a sudden when you guys go out on stage, when you guys go back out on tour, you're able to, you know, radiate that just passion, that happiness yeah. out to the crowd as well. To the point where the crowd is going to have just an absolute blast out there, having a great time listening to music, watching you guys perform. And going back to something we talked about earlier, they're going to feel like whatever they paid for that ticket, they got more value in return. And they're going to have a positive experience off of that where – I mean, they might not talk about as much as if it was a negative experience, but I'd rather have a positive experience not be talked about as much than a negative experience that gets talked about a lot because negativity spreads like crazy. Positivity doesn't yeah. spread like crazy, but consistent positivity over the course of time, that'll end up building up, again, long-term growth strategy. Why do we keep yeah. going back to that? Yeah, we go back to because it's true. You know, the, the positivity is your foundation. You know, negativity, that's your foundation of sand you know, it's just going to fall apart. <laughs> that is a great way to put it. Holy shit. I might have to like make that like a whole entire little quote thing, put it up on, <laughs> on the wall somewhere. Just like, cause that actually makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, you get further being a uh, positive, like uh, my mom always told me like you attract more bees with honey, you know? Yeah. And if, it, cause if you had vinegar around, I mean, they're never going to come around. Yeah, exactly. So also because I know you guys only have, you know, especially on Spotify right now, you guys have 
the two singles out right now, along with uh, like a remix thing for Scapegoat as well. What else can we expect going forward with new music? I mean, I know, I'm not sure how much you can give away, but whatever you're willing to say and give away, yeah, for sure. I'm all ears for. Well, today we just announced we're releasing another uh, single. Uh, the this this Wednesday, well, tomorrow night, which will be the first March first. I don't even yeah. know my day. I think today's the 28th of February. Yeah, we're shoot- yeah, it's <laughs> uh, recording the 20th of February. Okay, so tomorrow's March first. Okay, so we're releasing the song March second. But tomorrow, uh, if you join us on our YouTube channel, uh, the song's called "Bed of Nails." At nine, actually, it will be on our channel at nine eight thirty p.m. Pacific time, and we'll be chatting with fans so that at nine o'clock Pacific time, we're gonna premiere the video. And since it's midnight on the east coast it's technically the second so the song will be available mm-hmm. on all its streaming uh dsps uh but yeah so uh bed of nails is going to be our third single <clears throat> um it's it's hard to say like which songs are favorite because they're all our favorites everything is so like unique to itself like i i, I actually had this uh, discussion with steven the other day i'm like how did we pick songs to to go out first like I don't even remember having this discussion. Like, how did this song get picked to go out? Uh, but it is. So here we are. Um, following that up, um, we've we've got some some big ones coming out. I can't get too much away about those, unfortunately. But uh, you'll be seeing a lot more consistent music and you know some more announcements and stuff like that. Um, but bed of nails tomorrow on, on on our YouTube premiere. If you guys can jump on the lines at the gate YouTube channel. At 8.30 p.m. Pacific time, uh, the band will be online. We'll be talking fans in our little chat room, and we'll get, we can all watch the uh, the video together. And, of course, we'll, we'll stick around for a few minutes after the video and talk about it and see what everybody thinks. And, you know, like I said earlier, like the, the feedback has been uh, great so far. You know, very, very minimal haters out there so far. They're coming, I'm sure, but as of now – nothing but love from everybody and we're super stoked you're always going to get those people that show up that are going to just dislike something there's never going to be something that's going to be you know 100 positive i mean there, there could be like the greatest thing in the world where all of a sudden you know it like uh, like homelessness gets solved and there's going to be someone that sees a problem with it out of nowhere of course yeah i mean you could win a million dollars and someone's gonna be upset that well it should have been two million <laughs> yeah know. i got i gotta pay taxes on this million dollars now what the fuck you know <laughs> yeah. but so when it comes to Better Nails, because I have this podcast, I know it's going to come out following the release of that, but I'm going to make sure that, you know, when I when it comes to the day that on, on March 1st, when you guys are going to be doing the live thing, and I'm going to make sure that I'm going to post something about it on our Corporate Crushing Podcast social so that people that are following us know, you know, hey, check out the new Lines of Gate song, Better Nails. Go go do it, the whole entire, you know, Q&A live stream thing with the band on YouTube. Here's all the links for everything. Go, 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 because, hey, if it's... I mean, I haven't heard the song yet, unfortunately, by the time they're recording this, because I would have liked to. But you know what? I listen to Scapegoat. I'm like, if if, if it's going to be the quality that Scapegoat was, but I don't know what Ben Nail is going to sound like. But I mean, you're, you're making me excited for it because, again, talking about just doing whatever you want to do with the music and just the radiating yeah. positivity off of that. I'm just like, I'm ready for more, man. And then we're yeah. going to see what other music kind of comes out on the back end as well, because there's going to be, like I said, there's going to be more coming out. But not giving away anything with release dates yet because it might not be finalized. The songs that might be coming out might not be finalized, but we're going to have to keep our eyes peeled for Lions of the Gate when it comes to 
like later in March, April, May, June, all of a sudden there might be a tour that gets announced in there. You're not going to want to miss out on that. Yeah. I mean, I, I since this will be uh, released later, I can tell you right here right now that April 28th, Lions at the Gate will be playing their first official premiere show uh, here in Hollywood, uh, California at the Whiskey. Um, I, I believe we're releasing that information the day after the song gets out. So you're one of the first people to, to find out right here, right now. Um, and then as far as the, this song, you know, that the progression of the music's just going to keep on escalating better and better and better. And not to say that not even human or scapegoat aren't good. Cause I think they're phenomenal personally is I'm, I'm slightly biased, but um, I don't think we have a, a weak song on our record. That's me being pompous, I guess, but um bed of nails is the the progression from scapegoat and i think people again are going to hear certain sounds and then just be like where did you guys pull this out of? <laughs> like you guys didn't do stuff like this before and i'm like no i didn't because now i can i can do whatever i want <laughs> absolutely because even with scapegoat as well because even when i was going through because i did a whole entire deep look into it so i could understand it get a little more understanding for the band i'm just i was going through I'm like it's definitely for me like right away i'm like there's something going on here that i just can't really put my like put my finger on, put my mind on. There's something going on here. So I did the whole, I did a whole entire deep dive, looked in the meaning song, trying to figure out exactly what it is. Look through the lyrics, try and figure all that stuff out, go through and just analyze it. And all of a sudden I'm looking through the progression of it from uh, like that piano soft melodic piece in the intro that gets a little more electronic program behind all of a sudden it builds up to this heavier pounding kind of feel. All of a sudden the verses are heavier than the pre-chorus, the chorus kind of pull it back, but listening yeah. and really looking at it through the meaning of the song, I was going through, I'm just like, oh, now this makes a lot more sense. Just all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden lights are going off my brain, like wires are being connected. Everything's making sense. So when it comes to saying, you know, there's not really, it's like these songs just are strong songs on the record. After going through Scapegoat and really starting to dive into it, I'm like, holy shit, there's a lot more here than I ever thought there could be. Now I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just excited to see what comes next. Yeah, and you know, all, our, all of our lyrical content, you know, there's definitely something that, each person can really attach themselves to you know even in, in mine and aru's uh, guitar playing like we just want to make sure that that there's stuff that people really feel it's theirs you know uh because as much as like, we're writing for ourselves and our own artistic you know efforts you know we still want you guys to like it of course but uh i, I just don't think that I don't, I don't I don't think that we're creating this just for ourselves, you know, as opposed to what I was saying earlier about bands, you know, and how they write music. But I, I think that this album and this band, this project has really been about um, growth within ourselves and really saying thank you to the fans that stuck with us understanding that there is you know uh growth happening and we're very uh thankful and fortunate that fans are going through it with us you know we're, we're definitely proving ourselves in different aspects uh and, and i hope that people and it seems like people are really connecting with it so far well even like from someone like myself as well we're like really trying to get in the lines of the game like really figuring out this whole entire song with scapegoat really being able to dive deep into it and kind of take a little more of the history around everything. Well. I'm just like, this is taking so much, just that inspiration from you guys putting into this song, but coming from my perspective as well, 
putting myself into the song, I'm seeing a lot of other things and kind of relating them to my life as well, just based off of the metaphors around the song, this, the way it sounds. Again, the heavier build, the more of this, like, well, it kind of have a little bit of a softer feel towards the chorus compared to the verses, but it gives this whole entire, like, realization factor with how it's built from verse yeah. to pre-chorus to chorus. And by really diving deep into it, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I'm starting to pick out certain points in my life where, you know, this could easily be applicable to and starting to understand a little more of the emotion around that as well. And especially a lot of stuff that people have been going through. I'm just going to use the past year as an example because with the way people have interacted with each other through the pandemic, with focusing so much on, you know, potentially what other people are doing and how their actions are affecting them instead of focusing on, you know, stuff that they have done and maybe looking at, you know, some of the actions that they have taken and really understanding that, you know, you're responsible for your own actions too because you can't blame yeah. everybody for something that you've done. It's like, you know, you're responsible for those actions. The person that can change those actions, the person that can rectify that is you if you're the one that did that. It's just that realization just comes through on that on the song. I'm just like, whoa. So now I'm excited yeah. for Ben and Nails and see what else you guys come up with. Cause Yeah, there's, at the end of the day, you're only responsible for how you react to a situation. You know, you can't be responsible for anybody else, what anybody else does. It's just about how you react to a certain situation. And in this music, you know, how did we react to these past few years? Like this music, I like to say, is very emotional. And it's it goes up and down. There's a lot. It's it's a big roller coaster of emotions. Uh, but I like to at the end of the day, I like to say it's, it's honest music. It's true to who we are, and we're going to continue growing, you know, as individuals, as artists. And we want you guys to to come on this journey with us, and you know, attach yourself to whatever it is that we might do in your own situation, and understand like this is for you, for each person out there. This is for you individually. This for us as a group, you know, Lines at the Gate, it, this project is about, you know, expression and having you guys express yourselves with us. And I'm not going to lie, you guys have someone now along for the ride with you, this guy right here. <laughs> I'm along for the ride Thank with you. you on this one after that. So as we bring this podcast to a conclusion, Diego, one thing I always like to do is give my guests, which is you this time, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote at the end of the podcast. So the floor is yours. Awesome. And, you know, most importantly, thank you to everybody, people like yourself, uh, the fans that have stuck along with us through this new project and, you know, the fans that we're going to make in the future. Everybody, thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We we sincerely love everybody, you know, um, follow the band on all our socials. It's just Lions at the Gate. Um, LATGofficial.com is our website. Uh, join our our. Uh, fan page on facebook you know sometimes we'll play little games and we'll release stuff on the fan page before we release on the uh, official page our instagram we're always on there we like to go live a lot um that's about it man you know uh keep uh, keep an eye out and ears out for everything we got coming up and i promise it, it's uh it's exciting well, I'm, I'm going to hold you to that promise because, well, I can already expect it's going to be exciting. But here is what we're going to close out with. Three very specific things. First things first. You got Better Nails, which is going to be out by the time this podcast releases. You have more songs coming from Lines of the Gate. You have the first show they're going to be playing in April at the Whiskey out in L.A. And 
you just heard where you can find them on all their socials. You could, you know, you're not going to want to miss them on Instagram. You're not going to want to miss them on the fan page. You're not going to want to miss them on anything like that. You're not going to want to miss where you can find their music. But instead of having to go and search that stuff up yourselves, I'm using my economic brain here for this one like I always do. Convenience is a huge thing. And why look it up yourselves when someone like me can do it for you? So look at the description of the podcast. You see something that says find lions at the gate online. Links labels for everything are going to be there so it's going to be a click go there like follow share subscribe listen to music download music buy the music everything around there is going to be right there for you so it's going to be super simple and you know what i'm gonna do when i put all those links together like what i always do i'm gonna follow everything come a part of everything for lying to the game become a part of that fan page because well that just sounds like a really 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 smart idea for myself and for everyone listening so go and make sure you do that now number two so diego one thing I like to do on this podcast, especially if I have guests that I enjoyed having the podcast, is make a certain promise that has been happening 100% of the time that I've had guests on the podcast. And after the conversation we had, man, this promise just keeps rolling. So my promise to you is this, sir. It's not an if. If implies possibility of not happening. I don't like that. I like to say when. When implies it's going to happen, but date and time to be determined. So when I get to see Lights of the Gate perform live for the first time, because I will, I will find you. And my promise to you is this, man. First round's on me. Awesome. <laughs> Second round's on me then. Fair enough. I'll take that. So, Diego, <laughs> as we bring this podcast to a close, I cannot say goodbye because this was fun. I love talking to you about all this stuff around like the mindset that you guys have for the band, the long term growth strategy. I mean, that just kept, for my economic brain, that just made me happy as all hell to talk about something like this. And I can't wait to see you guys perform live, hopefully, sometime in 2022 because I'll be keeping an eye out for those potential tours are going on anywhere around the area that I'm in, even if it's you know, an hour and a half, two hours away, if I can make it. I'm going to be there and I'll make it that promise of first rounds on me. So is this goodbye? Hell no, it's not. This is. See you later. Take it easy, brother. Whoa, whoa, folks, this is my interview with Diego from the band Lions at the Gate. Once again, their brand new single, Bed of Nails, is available for you to check out right now, along with the fact that, you know, there's going to be no more new music. Nah, there's going to be more new music coming out from Lions at the Gate very, very, very soon. And, oh. <gasps> Their first show playing at the Whiskey in LA is in April. So be sure to go check it out. And be sure to follow them along with, you know, Lions Gate online everywhere you can. I will have links for all their socials, Facebook, the Facebook group, Twitter, Instagram, you know, the website, YouTube, where you can buy some merch, you know, find their music, everything you need to do and be a part of online to become a Lions of the Gate fan. I will have in the description of the podcast for you. And don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Core Progression Podcast as well. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are most prominent on Instagram. We go live every single Wednesday night. Sometimes Tuesday if you know we're going to a concert that Wednesday. But we're always there, you know, contacting you, connecting with you guys. So please, 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 please follow us on all those platforms. We're also on TikTok as well. When it comes to the podcast, please subscribe to the podcast. YouTube is our primary where you can actually watch these interviews. Also, you can stream on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and on Amazon. So all the links description of the podcast. Please follow, share, subscribe to the podcast. I would absolutely love it if you guys did, along with all the stuff for Lions at the Gate as well. So please go and do all that. If you haven't already, thank you guys for that as well. I want to thank our sponsors, Phoenix News and Custom Debuts. All of their promo codes and links and whatnot are in the description of the podcast. My God, Diego, this was freaking awesome. This was incredible because... With me, with also, you know, my economics background as well, it's so cool people actually go in depth on some of these things as well. See the parallels between what they're doing, what I'm doing with the podcast as well. See where that knowledge comes in, see that background, and just really understand, you know, the longevity game that they're playing here. It's absolutely crucial, absolutely cool. I'm so excited we got a chance to do this. So thank you, Diego. Can't wait to see you live at some point in 2022. Not going to give away any spoilers because that would not be right. By 2022, you're going to want to watch out for that from Lions at the Gate. So on that note, 
That's going to be it for me today, guys. Thank you for watching to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I am every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See you! Yeah!